0: The Scroll, Chapter 4, Market By the time Kohelet reached the plaza, Eli had propped up his broken fruit cart and was picking up the oranges that had fanned out across the cobblestones. Cohelet crossed over and bent to rescue two from the mud. Eli looked up with a wry smile. I know, I know. If you don't fix your rafters, the roof will eventually leak. I keep planning to fix the leg on my cart, but then it's either a market day or a Sabbath and it never gets done. I tell myself I can't afford to take a day to fix it. But then it breaks again, and I lose all the money on this ruined produce. Kohelet carried the dirty fruit back to the stand. At least it's only the oranges this time. They don't bruise, and you can wash them off. You still have time before the market gets busy. I'll give you a hand. You're a good man, Kohelet. Eli glanced over his shoulder and lowered his voice. The palace didn't deserve you. He carefully placed his dirty oranges into a wooden bin and grabbed a bucket from inside his shop. Will you watch the stand for me while I run to the well? Kohelet nodded, repressing a quip about Eli actually running as the old man ambled away toward the upper end of the plaza. Eli was not the most industrious man in the market, but he was easygoing and generous. Often as Kohelet passed his booth, Eli would hold out a piece of fruit and invite him inside for a chat. Eli wasn't the best at making a profit, but he had a good reputation with everyone in the market including his customers. A door flew open to the left of Eli's stall and a dog ran out, yelping, its tail between its legs. Immediately behind it, broom in hand charged a disheveled woman in a stained frock. The broom smacked the ground and the dog ran even faster, ducking between Eli's legs and almost knocking him down. With an air of great satisfaction, the woman turned back to the doorway and caught sight of Kohelet. Ah, a glorious, completely futile morning to you, Cohelet that it is esther it is good to see the sun once again and today will be fully enjoyed she beamed at him and retreated back into her shop esther sold fish for a living and whenever he passed her shop she would give him a broad grin and call out have a wonderful futile day people thought she was quite simple but she was one of the few who grasped what Cohelet was teaching a great joy could be found when one fully embraced the futility of all human endeavours you could quit fighting to get ahead and enjoy each day with what you already had in hand. The exaggerated sound of a rooster crowing directly in his ear startled Kohelet so badly that he almost knocked Eli's fruit cart over again. It was only Nabal, the marketplace fool, who had crept up behind Kohelet and now launched into his overused chicken imitation, clucking out his rendition of Kohelet's often used words. "'Ah, futile, ah, futile, all is futile. "'Habble, habble, all is futile.' Kohelet didn't respond. The young man finally stopped and picked up one of the soiled oranges. "'I always knew peddling wisdom was a poor business, "'but I don't think anyone will buy a muddy orange from you either. "'You need to find a new line of work, Kohelet. "'Something to bring in a bit more yithron.' Kohelet raised his eyebrows but didn't respond. There was an old proverb about responding to fools. The first half said to answer them so they could learn and become wise, but the second half said not to waste your breath, because some fools will never learn. Nabal was of the second variety, despite what his father desperately wanted to believe. Eli returned, huffing along with his bucket of water. I had to wait for Caleb to douse his head with water. I think he drank too much last night. Nabal started. That was my money he was drinking. He and I are working on a new business that is going to make me a lot of yethron. He grinned at Kohelet, as if he had just proved something great. My father wants me to start up a new shop down here in the market, and Caleb has some great ideas. Last night we came up with a plan that will bring many new customers down to this market. It's going to change things around here, that's for sure. We're going to... Eli cut him short with... Sounds like you have some great plans, Nabal, but right now we could use a little help to wash up these oranges. Nabal dropped a dirty orange back into the bin. I've got some important business meetings this morning with a key investor. I've got to run. They watched Nabal swagger across the open cobblestones, calling out loud greetings and waving at shop owners as if he were the king of the market. Kohelet shook his head. There's an old proverb about how a fool shows off his ignorance even as he walks down the street. I can never see Nabal without it coming to mind. Eli chuckled. The nice thing about Nabal is that if I ask him to help me work, he is guaranteed to leave. Business my eye. Nabal hasn't done a full day's work in his entire life. Eli placed the bucket on the ground and grabbed a stool from inside the stall. As he rinsed off the oranges, he passed them up to Kohelet to arrange on the cart. I'm fortunate that I didn't have all my fruit on the cart before it fell over. If we can have these oranges done quickly, I might get the rest of my produce in place before the crowds arrive. Kohelet nodded. But I can only help until Nabal comes back for his daily wisdom lesson. Eli laughed so hard he almost fell off the stool. He wiped his eyes and grinned. Thanks, Kohelet. It's much more enjoyable working together with someone well. Ever since my Sarah passed on, his voice faltered. And Kohelet patted Eli's shoulder. Some pain was beyond expression. The crowds began to arrive before all the oranges were washed, and it was a mad rush getting set up and keeping up with all the orders. Eli asked if he would stay until the crowds thinned out, and Kohelet was more than happy to comply. On a busy day like this, there wouldn't be anyone interested in wisdom teachings anyways. As it turned out, the palace was having another party that evening, and was in need of many last-minute supplies. But another party at the palace did not explain the sudden appearance of Moriah. Kohelet was busy trimming the cabbages in the shadowed recesses of Eli's shop when he glanced up and caught sight of her across the market. The cabbage slipped from his hand. Mariah's sultry beauty had not faded since he left the palace, and neither had her intensity. Although she was alone, she moved fearlessly through the crowd, parting them like Moses at the Red Sea. Cohelet leaned forward and watched her through the strings of onions hanging from the awning. Mariah had never come to the market before. She hated being out among the common folk of the city, but she had definitely not come to the market to shop, for she ignored the contents of the stalls and looked intently at the people around her. Every so often she engaged a shop owner in a brief conversation and then moved on. Was she looking for him? Considering how their relationship had ended, that option didn't seem possible, but the very thought brought a surge of emotions and memories to mind. Events pushed long ago into the shadows leapt forward again in sharp focus, but intense feelings of betrayal and sorrow quickly thrust the pleasant memories aside. He stepped back into the shadows of Eli's shop and watched Mariah, hoping she would not come over to Eli's fruit stand. There was nothing to be gained from meeting her. The relationship was best left in the past. Eventually, she disappeared among the milling shoppers near the entrance into the market. Eli's repeated calls for a trim cabbage snapped Kohelet from his thoughts. A new press of customers had gathered around the stall. The rest of the day was incredibly busy, and it was well after sunset before they finished cleaning up and closing down the shop. Eli clasped Kohelet's shoulders and nodded in appreciation. Thank you, Cohelet. I could never have made it through the day without your help. He pressed two coins into Cohelet's hand. Please accept my Thanks. It was a profitable day, and I was glad for your company. Eli pulled a clay bowl from the shelf. And take these, too. You and Benjamin can enjoy them with your breakfast. Inside the bowl were five ripe figs. Eli had set them aside earlier in the day as he sorted through his deliveries. The way he had lovingly handled each one had made Kohelet think Eli was saving them for someone special. Kohelet nodded and accepted the bowl. They smiled at each other, and Eli retreated inside and shut the door to his home. The first stars of a new night twinkled overhead as Kohelet made his way across the plaza. An evening breeze swept away the stench that rose from the hot cobbles and replaced it with the faint scent of almonds and olives. Esther's mongrel was outside her door, feasting on a fish head. The dog growled at him as he approached, and Kohelet stepped around the hound. It was a beautiful evening. Mangy dogs and market fools could not steal away the joy of working with Eli. His steps faltered. Mariah, however, was a different matter. Her visit to the market boded something ill for the future.